Welcome to the Off-Grid Finance Podcast, where we focus on the costs, investments, and strategies of living life off the grid. Here's your host, Randon Bowerman. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well this evening. I know I am. I just had a uh, piece of sourdough toast with my wife's homemade strawberry jam on it, and I'm feeling pretty good. Thought I would finish up this episode that I've kind of been putting off a little bit. For whatever reason, uh, the very first part of the conversation got recorded over or cut off or something like that. So once I we do get into the episode here, it's just going to sound a little bit weird, but uh, uh, you're not missing much. I'm uh, just kind of rambling on here at the beginning anyway. But uh, the today's topic, we're just talking about wastewater options on your off-grid property and the costs associated with that. So I'm going to go ahead and get the episode started here. Uh, thanks so much. You're going to have to improve with one of these type of in, uh, systems if you plan on living there long or even short term. You're going to have to handle your business somewhere. And it's not good for uh, the you know, essentially the environment or the surrounding areas if you're planning on, you know, farming your property, things like that, just having it, um, you know, fester in one area, if that makes sense. Uh, I do know that there are certain structures like, uh, you know, the ones that I've read the most about were the earth grid systems that have their gray water go to um, irrigating their gardens and things like that, and then a black water uh, system. I'm not sure if they had it just draining out somewhere, but that's essentially what I'm trying to avoid. So our idea, what we're probably going to do is initially, once we get the property, is put a composting toilet or uh, probably a composting toilet because it's the easiest and you don't really need electricity or anything like that, especially if you get one of the really rudimentary uh, ones where it's basically all manual. Uh, and then we're probably going to dig a, a septic system. We'll, we'll dig that septic system ourselves. Uh, but you're, here's what you're going to have to figure out, too, is that the county that you are installing a septic system in, what are the zoning laws and restrictions? So I would just check in on that before you just start digging. We have access to a Kubota, and most places you can rent what you need to install one. And you just got to have a little bit of know to know how, and uh, make it happen, or you can pay for it. And so that's what I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about. So first thing is composting toilet. It's one of the most common ways of dealing with black water, and the most easiest is to just get a bucket with some sawdust and basically do your business, cover it up with sawdust, and then eventually you just uh, move that, you take that sawdust out and take it and bury it. Um, that's the easiest and most common way to put uh, some type of a, a toilet on a piece of property. Uh, it can take a little bit of getting used to, but they're great when you think about the, all the water that you're conserving. You're not flushing it down. You don't have to worry about running that plumbing there to um, rush water through there to take your business elsewhere. Uh, and you can also use this method in conjunction with a septic system. So it diverts the waste from the tank and it extends the life uh, and of the system and it conserves water usage. 
So it's something you can, that's kind of probably what our uh, goal is going to be is some type of a duo system so we can conserve water and we're not using uh, water every time we need to use the bathroom or something like that. So the pros of using a composting toilet that I've kind of gathered is that they have low costs, depending on what kind you get. Uh, you can look at a range from somewhere between 50 bucks and $3,000, depending on where you're wanting to go. Uh, 50 bucks meaning a bucket and some sawdust, and that's probably even less. I should have probably even put like $10, because you can go get a, a bucket and uh, a bag of sawdust at Home Depot for like 10 bucks. So I think the average cost, if you're going to buy a composting toilet that's, uh, you know, one that's pre-made, it, it's got all the different uh, levels in it and things like that. You're probably looking around 800 to $1,500. And then the really high-end ones, 3000 is what I've gathered and found from doing certain types of research on the internet. Get a little bit of tea there. They're pretty low maintenance. Uh, obviously, you don't have a ton of plumbing to work with. It's it's like a box with some dirt in it. Uh, good long-term solution for a tiny home or homestead uh, because it's, like, like I said, there's a super low maintenance. Water doesn't uh, erode anything. You don't have to worry about leaks. Uh, I mean, I guess you could worry about a crack in the bottom of it or something like that, but pretty low maintenance. Uh, you can you've got the ability to move these things around unless it's like an outhouse and you've got a, a pretty deep hole dug in the ground or something like that you can move it and put it into a new residence move it into your shop move it into your container home you can move them around I see even some of the models that I saw people you know have them in their vans and they <laughs> they have them in their campers which whichever you want to do they're, they're pretty versatile they're environmentally friendly and maybe even beneficial for plant growth. Uh, I wouldn't use them on vegetables or anything like that, but if you're probably wanting to fertilize a, you know, a tree or something like that, I guess that could work. I'm not 100% uh, on it, how well it is for the environment. Probably not gonna do a ton of it, but yeah, it's what I've gathered from uh, the research I did that they are environmentally friendly. Um, no water is required to have a fully functional composting toilet. I've mentioned that earlier. I'm going to mention it again. Water is super important. Being off-grid, obviously, we all know that. So these toilets don't even have to worry about water. Uh, and you have the option of running a system that does or doesn't require electricity. When we talked about the costs, obviously a bucket and some, some sawdust doesn't need electricity. But then you've got certain higher grade systems that you can hook into, uh, uh, you know, your your solar panels or your your grid somehow. You can. Uh, they're pretty high tech, and they've got their own fun flushing mechanisms and stuff. That whatever you want to do, it's not something I necessarily need. I saw one that was pretty crazy. Almost was like a looked like a like an air airplane toilet or something like that, and it just like sucked it down. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a little bit too high tech for me. It's pretty easy to create your own composting toilet. Uh, you don't have to buy one. Like I said, a bucket, piece of wood, and some sawdust uh, will get you by. Obviously, if anybody's that's camped and had to do their business out in the woods, uh, this is a kind of a luxury. The cons. I wanted to go over what I, the cons of each of these options. Um, 
one of the cons is smell. Uh, that's why most people will typically dig a hole and have an outhouse because maybe the smell. But uh, I've read too that it's not usually a big problem. Even the ones that go in, like I said earlier, that go in vans, it's not usually a big problem. They have, do make deodorizers and things like that you can use, but it does depend on the con type of con uh, composting toilet you do choose ultimately. The composting toilets may take up a little bit more room than a common toilet that we're used to, uh, just because they're bulkier, they're bigger, bigger. Obviously, an outhouse is its own; <laughs> it's like its own structure. Um, so, I still don't think that that's a necessarily a negative. I mean, we do get we get used to it and adapt very quickly. You got to make sure that you're human compost is disposed of properly. So that's what I was talking about earlier. This means that it can't be too close to your water source. Uh, if you've got uh, low, like a high water table or anything like that, I wouldn't just start burying it because that's your water. If you've got a well, that's, that's the concern that I have is like, if you're burying this type of stuff, is it going to seep into your water table? Uh, it's got to be deep enough in the ground as well uh, that animals won't get it or try to start snooping around. Uh, we leave a lot of uh, nutrients in our waste that animals enjoy, and they, 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 they'll take advantage of it. Uh, getting that, uh, what do they call that, fecal flora of transplants. <laughs> uh, the initial cost can be pretty high if you decide to purchase a, uh, one of those high-tech $3,000 composting toilets. I don't know. Uh, what your means are, but uh, this is about you know, financial thriving. If you've got the means and the ability and want to go all out on your composting toilet, be my guest. I don't think it's necessary, especially for a box with some sawdust. Ultimately, that's what they all are. Some might just have some little zippity-doos on the extra but that uh, may make things slightly more convenient. But uh, we're not looking for complete and total convenience in this lifestyle. I think this lifestyle takes a certain type of person that will is willing to um, be a little bit rough around the edges. But it's up to you. Uh, and it could take a little bit more time for your friend, friends to get used to. That's still not a con. We adapt quickly. So the cost conclusion, I'll go over it again. Anywhere, range anywhere from, if you've got, you can probably source free stuff, buckets, piece of wood with a hole in it and some sawdust, all the way up to three grand to uh, get a high-tech, high-functioning composting toilet. The average cost, if you were to just order a uh, uh, composting toilet from, some, uh, from a company, ranges between $800 and $1,500 is what I gathered. So the second is the incinerating toilet, which is pretty cool. Basically, it uh, just incinerates your waste, and then you can uh, it removes all the toxic uh, compounds and properties from your waste, and then that uh, that waste that uh, incinerated matter is basically just you know like uh, when it's the soot essentially it can be used to fertilize and do things like that. Uh, there's no risk of uh, bacterial contamination since the resulting ashes are completely sterile. So I think that that's a pretty big benefit. Uh, 
Incinerating toilets are considered environmentally friendly due to the fact that it doesn't require plumbing or water. And again, that the ashes are sterile. I mean, you're, it's, it's like a uh, cremation for your shit. <laughs> and then you can, I, I guess you could probably maybe even use, since it's sterile, I guess you could use it in your garden. I don't know. It's up to you. If you want to try it, let me know how it works. Or if people are already doing this, I'd like to know. Uh, it's the lowest maintenance, maintenance, uh, toilet there is for off-grid options just because it burns it and you don't have to worry about the environment. You don't have to worry about the smell. You don't have to worry about anything like that. It just zaps it. It's pretty cool. Uh, simple to use. All you got to do is push a button, uh, and the waste is getting gotten rid of pretty quickly. Just because it it just it incinerates it, I get, I'm guessing that people will probably use it a couple times, maybe a few times. That way, it piles up, and then you're not using all of your um, fuel to burn each um, time you use the bathroom. I, that's probably what I would do. Maybe I mean, because if you think about it, with the uh, composting toilet, you're just piling it up for a while, and then you get rid of it. I, I'm sure there's some people out there that are kind of manic, and they're Every time they use it, they change it out. That seems like a lot of work. Whenever it's, uh, you know, <laughs> let it, let it let it build up a little bit. I guess I don't know. Like when I'm cleaning up the dog crap in my backyard, if I don't do it, I I have to every day or every other day because they just go and go and go. But uh, if I wouldn't let it go too long, obviously, because then you start stepping in it. They start stepping in it. The yard stinks. But, you know, every one to two days, I'm sure you could uh, clean clean this out. But uh, with your incinerating toilet, it sounds like you can just burn it and burn it, and it uh, just turns into ash, and it's pretty com compact. A few of the cons with an incinerating toilet would be the additional costs um, for propane, diesel, natural gas, whatever you're using for uh, incineration. Propane's pretty cheap, pretty versatile. I like propane. Uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a pretty good gas, uh, to use off grid. We're definitely going to have uh, propane whenever uh, we get out to our property. Uh, they, they need to be, oh, so, okay. I, I apologize. I should have done, uh, remembered the incinerating toilets do need to be emptied more frequently than the composting toilets. See, I, I would have thought that it would be less because you're incinerating it. It's turning it to soot and it's kind of like, soot is less uh there's less uh, mass to it essentially so you could probably do it a couple times but maybe it doesn't burn as well whenever there's uh additional soot in there i could see that it kind of smothers the 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 flames and prevents it from burning as well so yeah you probably would have to clean it out a little bit more often but sounds pretty e easy enough that you can just take it out and dump it in the yard is what they're saying um you don't get the benefit of being able to compost this way. So I guess not. So I guess you can't put it on. Man, I'm not, I need to be <laughs> doing this a little bit better where I'm remember, going over this and uh, putting it in order. But I guess you can't throw this in your compost. I'm assuming you could probably put it on your yard if, if it's, if I mean, you're not growing vegetables or anything like that. I mean, if it's sterile ash, uh, I think I'd probably feel okay with putting it on the yard, depending, again, on what your water table is, how comfortable you feel with seepage but if they're saying it's sterile it's sterile 
I don't see why, I honestly don't even understand why you can't put it in the compost. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on that. Uh, constant source of electricity is required. I wonder, I'm sure that there's probably brands out here that what I was researching was that it's called the Inceno uh, toilet, Incinolit, Incinolit. Um, which does need electricity for the, the heating and uh, the, uh, to light the, the fumes, essentially. But I'm, I bet you there are options out there that runs like a, like a propane gas grill or something like that, a heater, where you just basically, you can light it, you run your propane, and it incinerates and you turn it off. I, I bet you there's options out there. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on there. Uh, the odors, they say, may be noticeable and unpleasant just because you're burning shit. Um, I bet that does smell pretty bad, but I'm, I'm sure it doesn't last long. If something's easily overcome, if uh, you complain about that, then I, I don't know how long you'll last living, you know, off-grid anyway. Uh, and they said the last thing, but we kind of talked about it earlier, the, these toilets require a lot more energy just because you're using gas and propane and things like that. Whereas with the composting, you're just, it's sawdust. So there's no energy used whatsoever. Uh, the, these toilets can get up to as much as four or $5,000, depending on, again, the brand and what kind of uh, different gadgets you're wanting to add on there. I don't think it's necessary. I think from the, what I was gathering, the Incinolit, uh, their average, so you can get their lower end model for two grand, their higher end model for $2,200. Um, depends on how much you want to uh, spend. I don't think this is going to be an option that I will be utilizing for my property. I do think it's pretty interesting and cool, though, that it, you know you don't have to worry about the... I, I don't understand why you can't put this in the compost if it's sterile. Uh, not that I would. I'm just kind of wondering about that. If, if you all know or have any questions or comments about that, I'd like to hear about it in the comments. Uh, please chime in. Lastly, septic systems. Uh, this is the most prominent uh, type of system that is utilized in rural areas uh, where I live in Texas. Um, it's easily approved. People are used to it. Counties are used to it. Government, you know, all the, the people that we're trying to avoid, are, you know, it's a common thing. You're not trying to introduce a new type of ideal into their, their very narrow-minded world. But basically what happens is the wastewater from the home drains into a septic tank. The solids, they, they settle down at the bottom, and then they're eventually broken down uh, by bacteria that's in there. And you can put add additional bacteria into your system that helps break it down. But they're pretty low maintenance, too, once you get it in. I mean, the initial cost is higher, but they're low maintenance, and they're environmentally friendly if they're contained correctly. Uh, and they're off-grid. I mean, I, th I think this is kind of the ideal system um, but what happens is the solids settle down at the bottom they're broken down by that bacteria and then the water percolates out through perforated pipes into a leach field in the yard but there's different systems too where that you don't even have to have that happen but like i said most people have heard and are familiar with um, septic systems and but i would still look and check with your local codes requirements uh, you don't want to get yourself into a financial hole because these things aren't cheap uh, unless you're really, really trying to bootstrap it and do it all yourself, which is something that I think that that's what the route we're going to take. 
we have the means, we have uh, the muscle and the know-how to make it happen. Yeah, I would check with your local codes and permits because most of the time, especially if you're in a not in a completely and totally rural area, or they're going to require you to get some type of a permit, uh, especially if you're near rivers or lakes or anything like that. They're really worried about leaching um, out into the soil into the water table, which is what we talked about earlier so far with disposing of waste. Um, I, so the one thing I should you install it what is your property like like there's areas of texas um where i'm at that's i mean so where we're from initially in west texas the ground is mostly caliche i mean it is tough tough ground uh, so th that's one of the costs that you got to take into account whenever you're thinking about digging a hole to put this septic system is especially if you're going to have a company do it what is the ground like have you gone out there and just dug with a shovel and how, how deep can you get with a shovel before you start hitting rock? The more rock and caliche type um, base that, that your, your soil in your area is, the tougher and more expensive the uh, septic cost is gonna be. If you are wanting to hire a professional to do it, uh, say you need a permit or something like that and you just don't have to wanna fool with it, you're several hours from your property and you'd just like to have it done, few things to consider would be they have access and skilled operational knowledge. They've got all the large equipment ready to go, backhoes, bulldozers. Uh, you don't have to worry about hauling any of that out to your property. Uh, they've got the working knowledge of code requirements uh, because they're the ones typically uh, going and filing for the permit uh, and, and getting all that done for you as well. And they're going to have that professional professional relationship with the code officials in their area if they're, if they're doing business there so they'll, they'll be able to kind of just one-stop shop it for you uh, but the the cost obviously is going to go up drastically if you go down that route so let's get into the costs of installing a septic system because uh, installing a septic system is expensive because the amount of labor that's involved doing it correctly uh, even if you're going to do it yourself the cost of the tank the cost of the renting the equipment the cost of fuel the cost of time uh, it's it's a big job, y'all. This isn't something that can just be knocked out willy-nilly, especially if you want it to last and you want it to, uh, you know, be a, a good working system for you. But from start to finish, the entire project, it could take anywhere from a week to a several weeks, depending on the permitting, if you have to go through the permitting process, how busy the uh, contractors are, uh, the complexity of the system that you need for your property. I think one of the uh, things that you should spring for are the design. This, the design of the septic system, it's generally gonna take two to three weeks to uh, design it. And the whole goal of this is, so what's they're gonna happen is you'll get a survey, then you'll have a designer design the system that works for your property uh, based on the drainage, the topography, uh, everything like that they take into account. And, uh, this is the most ideal spot for your septic system and shows where your leach field should be. I think it's it's a cost that's it's gonna it's gonna be worthwhile in the end. Uh, the average cost is around 600 bucks. I've checked around with people in our area and the average cost is probably it's gonna be around 1500 dollars. Uh, but I think it's a cost that's going to be worth it in the end. Obviously you don't want to go through the entire effort of digging your septic. Um, 
uh, where you're going to actually put your septic tank and do all, all that work, getting it hooked up, getting it ready, and then it doesn't drain properly, and it actually could even back up into your into your uh, your your structure or something like that. Which how, how much of a nightmare would that be? So I would actually spring to get this this the system designed correctly. Um, use the same engineer to do both the percolation test and the system design. They might not accept the test results from the percolation test if they're not done correctly. It depend, uh, depends on what your county is going to require. Um, soil testing, second cost that you may uh, want to consider, which is what I talked earlier about what is the soil like in your area? Is it rocky? Is it, is it clay? There's a few things that are going to come into account here with, especially, with this, so this matters with your digging and then your leach field. Uh, a deep hole percolation test by a qualified engineer costs around $1,000, but it ranges anywhere between one to $3,000, essentially. Uh, that testing, it's going to reveal the type of soil in the area, what depths the different layers are at, how deep each layer is, and what the combination of layers, how well suited the area is to filter and drain from that system. The positive results from the survey and the test will also allow you to get approval for the drain field, also called leach fields or dr leach drains, which is what we talked about. Um, the cost to clear the land, say your property is wooded, uh, it's covered with trees, brush, things like that, there's gonna be a cost, you're gonna have to get a, a dozer or some type of tractor in there to clear this land or even manual labor guys in there just chopping trees and things like that but you're, you're that's going to vary by your area whether you're going to have to uh, you know rent equipment or the labor to get it moved and hauled or burned or whatever you're going to do with that the the uh, brush and trees that you, uh, you're having to clear to put your system in i i factored in an average of 1500 bucks for this there's going to be a cost to install and connect the pipes. Uh, there's going to, it's going to take wastewater from your house to the septic tank. This averages around $35 a, a foot from what I've gathered. I'm sure there's areas that are, there's cheaper, probably $15 a foot uh, from what I gathered was around a 30 to $35 per linear foot for uh, excavation, installation, and backfill. And then an average cost of the tank itself is around uh, $1,500 for the tank. I'm sure you could find cheaper ones. Uh, do your shopping on that, but you know, obviously, this I'm taking into a median price. I came up with $1,500. All right, the cost of your leach field. This is, uh, you know, this is why it starts adding up quickly and is a, a, a pretty expensive job. A drain or leach fill will typically cost between a two thousand to ten thousand dollars, because this is where a lot of your digging is, because uh, you have to uh, lay uh, the the filtration materials throughout the entire leach field, and that runs between nine and twelve dollars um, per linear foot that I gathered, and then add an additional twenty to uh, forty dollars per linear foot of uh, vitrified clay pipe from the house to the septic tank. Uh, that's if you're you've got basically shitty soil and then there's going to be the the cost of inspection and testing depending on again your local codes permits they're going to if you have to get a permit they're going to have to come out and inspect it uh put the pass all the checks and final inspection and testing the building permits cost uh, probably around 400 bucks uh because 
I get permits for uh, real estate uh, remodels that we do here and cost around 400 bucks. I'm assuming it's going to cost about the same for your septic system inspections. Uh, and what they'll do, they'll, the local health department, they'll uh, determine which permits are uh, required. You'll get the work done and they come out and see, uh, make sure it's up to code. You want to have a pump alarm. Uh, this just lets you know whenever there's high water or there's a pump failure or anything like that. You don't want to be, um, you know, having that again, like this alarm is going to alert you before some stuff really goes awry. That's going to cost you around $800 to get you a good high water pump, pump alarm. Uh, I have landscaping on here, but I think that that goes into, um, same as clearing the land like to talk about the different types of septic tanks that there are currently um, available. There's steel tanks. Uh, the steel tanks will typically last 25 years or so, and they're also but they're prone to rusting. Uh, obviously, it's steel, and you're putting, um, I'm, I'm assuming, acidic shit in it, and it's caught, gonna, there's going to be rusting that happens. Corrosion happens uh, on the tank's roof and ultimately weakens the entire support. Uh, but 25 years is still a good chunk of time to have a septic system work. That's pretty average. It's what it seems like. Second type is a concrete tank. Uh, these are old school. Um, I'm assuming the steel tanks are old school too. It's the concrete tanks, when I the most often, whenever I'm doing my uh, daily work, that I see uh, septic tanks fail. They're concrete, or even older ones are cinder block, uh, which. I don't know who allowed that, but uh, I, I don't, yeah, it's not, not, not a good thing for the environment. Obviously, concrete is porous, and so are cinder blocks. From the research I've done, uh, that uh, they say the average lifetime of a concrete septic tank, tank is a, a couple decades, uh, which still is in line with uh, the uh, overall lifespan of a septic tank. Uh, and I'm assuming most of the septic tanks that I've seen fail that were concrete were old as dirt anyway. Uh, but here's the downside with the concrete tank. They're, they can crack. Here's the soil moves around, especially if you're in clay. Uh, what happens with clay soil is when it rains, it sucks up all that water. And whenever it, it, we go through a drought, it dries up and cracks and becomes really brittle. Well, think about that pushing and pulling on your concrete tank constantly. Uh, if you live in an area that's prone to f having foundation issues with homes and homes moving around, I, I wouldn't opt for a concrete tank because it can, I, I, I think ultimately when you see a, a septic tank fail, it's because of pushing and pulling and moving and the, the, the tank can crack essentially. And that's whenever the, the waste starts to leak into the groundwater. Uh, they do have backups in concrete tanks. Uh, can also have effect on the drains, uh, water drains outflow. These uh, problems are difficult to detect, meaning it can be too late once a problem is diagnosed. We'll probably not uh, use a concrete tank for where I'm going to be. There's fiberglass tanks. I think fiberglass tanks are uh, pretty sound from what I've, I've read. They're, they're durable and they last longer than both steel and concrete tanks because they don't crack or they don't rust. One of the downsides of using a fiberglass tank is that they're just not as dense or thick as a concrete or steel tank. Obviously, it's fiberglass, uh, making it it's, it's kind of prone to damage from weight. Um, 
So if the soil around the tank becomes wet or damp, it, it could displace the tank or make it cause, uh, unhook from the plumbing. So you just want to make sure it's secured. So there's there's ways that can be done with that. A professional would know about it. Or if you're doing it yourself, just make sure you research on how to secure your tank in the ground properly. Uh, probably using sand would be the most uh, easy and common method that I would think anyway. So lastly, the aerobic systems. These tanks are going to run on electricity. You're going to have to have electricity. Um, and they do last a long time, but they're aerobic tanks are a last result for whenever a previous tank fails to perform so these are going to be the most expensive the most less likely uh, to be the most ideal option for an off-grid location uh, they're th typically on average what i found three times more expensive than other septic tank materials um, in return though the aerobic tanks do have higher efficiency they don't require drain fields as big as others and but maintenance does need to be done more frequently. Uh, this is not something that I would like to utilize if your property is um, only co compatible for an aerobic system, maybe continue shopping or something like that, unless it's your only option uh, for quality um, sewage. Uh, other than that, if, you're, if your property is just not suitable for a septic system, maybe opt for one of the other options that we talked, composting or incinerating toilet. So what are the pros and cons of a septic system overall? The pros, using a septic system is the closest alternative to the modern municipal sewer systems that we're used to. They're going to act just like connecting up to a, uh, like a, a city, city water house. Essentially, it's going to flush, it's going to take the, the waste outside of the house via water and put it in a tank where, uh, like I said earlier, the solid waste go down to the bottom, the water is pushed out into the drain field, and it kind of just leaches out into the dirt. Um, septic systems make it so you don't have to deal with the waste yourself. It carries it off out of sight, out of mind. You can choose from different many types of systems in terms of material and size, so the cost does vary quite a bit. They're great for long-term and off-grid toilet solutions, meaning you, just because you can put these anywhere, essentially, it's, it's a hole in the ground with a box that carries your shit to it via water. You will have to set up plumbing, though, and you will have to have some, some type of electricity uh, to run the pumps and things like that. And the last pro is it is possible to create your own DIY septic system uh, which is what we're looking to do to just cut on costs. Uh, but you got to be wary as this may result in fines and legal action against you. I've talked about that earlier. Just make sure you know what you're doing as far as the codes and permits go in your county. Some of the cons, uh, the cost of inst installation, the annual maintenance, cleaning, repairs, replacement costs, it can add up. It can get pretty expensive. Uh, but you don't have a monthly... Um, sewage bill essentially so you got to take those costs into account so somebody that pays monthly for uh, their their water and sewage if they live in a house over 30 years and they're paying let's do some quick math here so on average say you're paying a hundred dollars a month for your your sewage in your area over 30 years that's thirty six thousand uh, dollars depending on your area that's either very comparable or to a septic system, or depending on your area, it could be 
quite a bit more because I've I found some areas where you can get septic tanks installed for five to six thousand dollars. My area they run around fifteen thousand dollars. So over thirty years, it's still going to be there. It's going to be less, and I'm not uh, relying on a grid system, which is what we're trying to get away from. Correct. Uh, Extra caution has to be taken with. any task that requires the use of water. So the other two options, incinerating toilet and the composting toilet don't use water. Septic tanks use water, which you gotta, you have to be careful. And that's why the codes and uh, permitting in your area could be drastically more, um, they thoroughly checked essentially. They wanna make sure that everybody's water is not get, becoming contaminated um, through, this, through the waste process. You got to make sure that the you have the fixtures that are septic system friendly. It's not really. It's pretty easy to overcome that, obviously, right? It's unlawful to create a septic system or install one where it's not allowed. Again, check your codes and permitting uh, in your area, and uh, you'll need to be extra careful about where you place your garden so that it doesn't interfere with the leach field. Uh, we've we've definitely touched on that before um, throughout this conversation. You don't want to have, uh, um, you know, your shit peppers, shit carrots, shit lettuce. That, that sounds. I, I don't think my wife would be too happy if that's where what most of our um, garden was being fertilized by. So ultimately, the average cost, depending on where you live, I found septic systems installed for as little as five thousand dollars where dirt is soft, most likely farmland areas, and then the very rocky areas. Uh, Like one-off ones, if you're trying to install a septic system on the side of a cliff, it's going to be insanely expensive. I've seen up to $100,000 to install a septic system in some crazy, rocky, hard-to-get-to areas. I'm not sure why you would do that, but you got the money the means hey it's up to you man uh the average cost in my area is going to run around fifteen thousand dollars and it can go up depending on how hands-off you want to be and how difficult your property is Uh, but average cost in my area texas central texas specifically around fifteen thousand dollars and that's the number that I'm going to go with. You'll have to do that research in your own area, but uh, it's definitely a higher cost, but we did the math earlier. I think it makes sense over the long term. But anyway, that's uh, what I wanted to talk about, some wastewater sewage system costs for living off grid. And uh, I will talk to you guys next time. Please comment and on your thoughts. If I missed anything, obviously I'm doing my own research here. I'm not a professional. I... Uh, and you know kind of figuring this out as i go i'd love to hear from you guys and put me in line if i'm if i'm out but i'd like to interact with you guys please share these episodes if you got other people that uh, you know are interested in this live too we're just going to be talking about the costs and breaking down everything all right take care happy new year bye thank you so much for listening to the off-grid finance podcast And thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel and all social medias at the Off Grid Finance Podcast. 